You're listening to the Nice Girls CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Benavidez, and I am so passionate about women and maybe a few good men too, who are ready to live on purpose and make an impact. So if you want to be a leader in the world and build a business that makes a difference, and you want to be bold and confident so you can show up and stand out, then this is the place to be. Ready? Let's go. Today's guest on Nice Girl CEO is Sarah Wiles. And y'all, she is a powerhouse to the infinity max. I adore her. I think she is an incredible business owner. She shares the balance of business, life, motherhood, all the good, bad, ugly. She's so honest and it's such a refreshing thing to hear her share about all the things on social media. So I'm so excited that she's here with us today. Grab your notebook, tune in, follow Sarah, and let us know how this episode helps you take action in your business. All right, all right. Hey, nice girls. We are here today with Sarah Wild, and I'm really excited because she has the best and most fun personality that I have seen in a long time on social media, and that's where I love hanging out. So I just love to be able to see her face and her words of wisdom every day um, on Instagram especially. So welcome, Sarah. Hey, lady. Thank you so much for having me. I love this. Um, nice girls. <laughs> so cute, and I love it so much. It's like, who doesn't want to hang out with the nice girls? <laughs> right? I feel like sometimes I've gotten a bad rap for being too nice, and I just had to like put a stop to it because we can be nice and successful and assertive and a boss without beating anybody up or stepping on anybody. Like I love everyone rising together. So mm, I love that so much. That's so beautiful. And also just so authentic to who you are. And it's, I think that's the whole point of starting a business and definitely an online business is you don't have to be anybody else other than yourself. So I love Heck, that so much. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And um, you are an online business mentor for done for you service providers. So I, it's funny because, um, I kind of started in the social media management for a little bit and then just strictly moved to like coaching and strategy. I like that a lot better, but I'm still so drawn to what you do and how you teach. Um, so I'm thrilled that you're on today. I think that everyone is going to be in for a treat, but tell us a little bit more about you and how you got started. Yeah. So like Lisa said, I am an online business mentor for done for you service providers. So those are usually women who call themselves virtual assistants, online business managers, social media managers. And then every now and then there's like a graphic designer or a web designer in the mix there too. So I started in the online space. My story is not, you know, so many people come in, they're like, well, my dad was an entrepreneur. My mom was an entrepreneur. I always dreamed of being an entrepreneur. I had none of those things and I never dreamed of this. Um, and in fact, the funniest part is I had a family friend offer to bankroll me in an event planning business had I wanted to start one. Uh, and I turned that offer down multiple times because I was always like, you'll think this is hilarious. I don't want that responsibility. I don't want to have to worry about payroll. Hilarious. So I actually turned it down. My background is in corporate events. Uh, and so I traveled the U.S. producing high-end corporate events for eight years. And then I had a baby. 
and babies change everything. And so I left mm -hmm. that space because it really just was not supportive of motherhood and the way that I desired to create it for myself and my family. And I worked for a startup for a year and that was good until it wasn't. And I really needed to be needed less at work. I needed to not be receiving 3 a.m. emails and feel like by the time I got to my home office in the morning, I was behind. And to not feel like I was sacrificing either my career or my family life or myself, honestly. Yeah. So I started uh, out as a virtual assistant uh, out of desperation because I could not do the corporate space anymore. And I figured, hey, I'm a resourceful woman. I can surely figure out all of these platforms and technologies and tools that are online and charge people money and make a business out of it. And that's exactly what I did. So started as a virtual assistant, got really great at that, booked out my business very quickly, left my nine to five job. Uh, I think, gosh, I think it was, in, was within three or four weeks of starting the business. And I eventually started offering online business management work, scaled to a team of all, ma all, I, all mama, eight all mama um, VAs working underneath me before I, I transitioned into coaching and mentoring. Love it. I actually have a background in event planning as well. So that's really cool to hear. I mean, I knew that about you, but to hear yeah. your, your full story was, is really cool. Um, I actually still do event planning for one of my clients and, oh. uh, but it's for this online entrepreneur space. So it's yeah. a little bit different than corporate. Yeah. Um, just as crazy sometimes yeah. of fun and, you know, learning the whole boundaries, not mm. answering emails at 3am. <laughs> mm. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because as I think sometimes the entrepreneurial lifestyle is painted so perfectly and the truth of it is even the most successful people out there have these, you know, middle of the night freakouts and yeah. Just got to learn to roll with the punches and breathe before you take any action because everything works out all the time. Mm -hmm. And I also love that you have moms uh, working for you. I think that's uh, really cool. I have three daughters and women empowerment is obviously something that's huge to my heart. And it's funny because I have two VAs that are both men. I always thought I'm going to just have an all women business and we're just going to like, you know, girl power to the max. And then I hired men and I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. I think I kind of like having men work. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I haven't experimented with having men work for me yet, but I'm really into experimentation around that. That sounds like a blast. I love it. And they're oh. so great. So oh, very cool. Well, I also uh, just want to tell you how much I admire your honesty and the truth that you just share with everyone, because you do share the good and the bad of owning a business. And then you also give advice on how to make it more good than bad on a regular. So that's what I'm excited to talk to you about today. Um, and just really how we can build a business that works for us. So like you said, you know, like we're able to be successful, make impact in the world and not go crazy. Mm, that's the goal. <laughs> yes, right? Some days feel like that, some days don't, but that's definitely always the goal. <laughs> and the drive has to stick there so that way you have motivation to keep going even on those not so great days. Mm, and I think that's always one of the main things that you talk about, which is mindset, because without that in place as a foundation, yeah. I don't think we can get through owning a business, you know, past a couple of months because it's tough. Yeah. Well, it seems like it would be so easy and glamorous, right? And and the the portrayal of it on social media from so many people is really just 
kind of to the point that you said before is, hey, this is just the easy, glamorous part. And I get to take a walk on the beach with my kid in the middle of the day, which I get to do. And also I'm putting in the hours beforehand and afterhand and, you know, time blocking my day like a crazy person so that I can have that time freedom in the middle of the day. But so often on social media, people don't get the whole story. And so then they enter the online space and their life doesn't look like the life that they thought that other people were leading that are entrepreneurs and they feel like they're doing it wrong, but they're not. It's just, they don't have all the information. Right. And it's like a fine line too, I think, because you do have to put in the work and I don't really care for the word hustle, but in a sense, Uh that's what it is. You do Uh have to you're your business, right? Nobody else is going to step up and show up for your business. So you have to put in those hours and the blood, sweat, and tears, so to speak, around it. And at the same time, you can do it smart. You can do it with boundaries, with systems, and with support in place so that you get to that successful lifestyle quicker. Yeah. I think I I totally agree with you on that hustle piece and not identifying with that word, but the word that I do identify with and I talk a lot about with my clients is discipline. Mm. So discipline buys freedom, right? So most people come to the online space because they want freedom and they want to make money at the same time. Right. And again, like that, that, uh, you know, that perspective that's shown mostly on social media and, and most definitely online is just the freedom piece, but nobody sees the discipline behind the freedom because it's one kind of boring to talk about it, right? Nobody buys discipline. Everybody buys freedom, right? <laughs> Which is why it's so important that you and I do things like this because we're, we're actually shining a light on the truth here, right? But I, I think that I think that discipline is such a better word because discipline gets to happen on your own terms, right? Hustle does, never gets to happen on your own terms. Hustle is hustle, right? And it's mm-hmm. lack of boundaries and lack of time and honestly, lack of taking care of yourself, which so many people get into online business because those are all the things that they want. And I feel like discipline is such a better word for that. And it's a word that still allows you to live into your boundaries and live into your desires and live into your wants and build a business at the same time in a way that's sustainable long-term without burning you out. Do you agree? I so agree. And I'm so in love with that term because it is so true. I remember when I first started working from home. So I actually started as an event planner when I was 17 years old. So I was already like entrepreneurial without knowing it, Um, but I did go to an office. Like I went to her home office Hmm. until I started having my own babies. Um, And then when I started working from home, I was like, oh crap, like I am not (laughs) doing this right. You know, like I'm trying to do laundry and clean and cook and I'm like, okay. And discipline is that word that I always use for people who ask me for advice on how do you work from home? And it's really Mm -hmm. about that discipline and not going to the laundry room or the kitchen and, and time blocking, like you mentioned and sticking to it because of the bigger goal that you want. Mm -hmm. So discipline buys freedom. I am taking that quote. It's not mine. I heard it somewhere else. So don't credit it to me, (laughs) but I don't remember who to credit it to. Um, there's also a really great Jim Rohn quote that I'll will probably mess up, but I'm going to attempt it here anyway. But it's essentially like you're always going to feel some sort of pain. You're either going to feel the pain of regret or the pain of discipline. Discipline mm-hmm. weighs so much less than pain does, or than uh, regret does long term. Yeah. And I love that because discipline's not easy. It's not like you know nope. I don't wake up at five thirty in the morning and meditate and journal and do all these things because like I, I mean now I really like waking up at five thirty in the morning, but there are mornings that I wake up, I'm exhausted. I don't want to get up. 
right? But I have the discipline because I'm like, okay, first of all, this is how I pour into myself and make sure that I can show up for all of my clients and my family and everybody else in my life who needs me in a really great way. Um, you know, but also this is how I plan for my day. And if I don't wake up early, then the rest of my day is kind of a hot mess. So discipline or regret at the end of the day when the day was a hot mess and I felt awful with everyone, you know? Totally get it and agree. I am not a morning person or a night person. I'm a ah! day person only. <laughs> I've never heard of a day person. Yes. I love this. I am a day person and um, I need a lot of sleep. My husband thinks I'm an old grandma, which I'm okay with. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I just, I know what I need. And at the same time, I know what I want. So there are those days too, where I set the alarm and I don't want to get up, but I do because I know what that means for my life and myself, my family, my business, and all the good things that it brings. So I totally get it. So cool. So, um, I would love to hear some truth bombs, wisdom, words of wisdom from you on just, you know, like what does it really take to start a business and then grow it in this way that we're talking about it? Mm -hmm. So we've already talked about discipline, which is a total, <laughs> uh, total uh, non-negotiable there. So it, it's really funny because when I work with women one-to-one, -one, and I've done this for long enough now where I'm like, okay, I have a really good handle on the type of person that I work well with and how to get that person really great results. And there's three things that I look for when I am looking for people to work with one-to-one -one because, you know, I feel really good about my work when I'm actually helping them get results. I don't just care about the financial piece. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like these are things that across the board, while they're things that I have found, you know, work really well for me when I'm, when I'm taking somebody on as a client, across the board, these are the things that you really need to have to create success as you're starting a business. Um, and so the, the very first one is resourcefulness. I think that when you come online, it's so confusing, right? Because there's 9 million people and 9 million opinions and 9 million pieces of information and resources and downloads and freebies that you can get, right? Um, so you have to be able to comb through all of that information and be resourceful and make decisions and figure out what the right things are for you. You have to be able to not look at, you know, Squarespace and go, well, I don't know how to do this. You have to go, awesome. There's this thing called Google and this other thing called YouTube. And I'm just going to go find a tutorial for, you know, how to remove the header from this website. Right. That's literally the entire way I built my virtual assisting business. I knew very little about so much of the tech and tools in the online space. Mm -hmm. And I knew so much about being resourceful because I had been in event planning for so many years, right? And now you know what to do <laughs> at 5.30 when, you know, the bus doesn't show up to bus everybody to an event, right? Like <laughs> you learned how to be so resourceful. And right. so I just transferred that to my business. So resourcefulness all Amen. day long. Um, this really quick before we move on, I just want to yeah. say how important that is because especially when you start taking on clients, and it's also like that, uh, like that mindset check on yourself. But when you start taking on clients who are like, well, I don't know how to do that. That is going to mm -hmm. change the game. You want people that are, I don't know how to do that, but let me go figure it out. Yes, absolutely. Resourcefulness. That's like my thing. Um, so the second thing that I look for, and I think the beautiful part about the online space and also a bit of a curse is there's really no barrier to entry here, right? Right. So unlike opening a brick and mortar store or, you know, opening up a franchise or doing anything else, you can basically come online and start a business tomorrow with very minimal investment, if any, right? 
that's a blessing because it opens the door for so many people that really need to have the ability to start a business with low costs on the front end. It is a curse because you get a lot of people in here who really aren't meant for online business and aren't meant to be serving other people. Um, so the second thing that I always talk about, and I think people absolutely need to have in order to have a successful online business long-term is integrity. Mm. Again, super easy to show up, super easy to start a business, super easy to, you know, make up a bunch of falsehoods about your abilities and your background and all of those things, right? But those people weed themselves out pretty quickly and they never last long. Um, and in order to stay here long-term, you really need to be coming from a place of integrity in your services and your offerings. And like you said, from the resourcefulness standpoint, right? When, when somebody was first coming to me when I was a virtual assistant and they said, do you know how to do this? I said, I don't, but I'm willing to learn. That's integrity, right? That's not lying and saying, yeah, sure. No problem. I know how to do that all day long. Absolutely. Um, and the third piece is really a lot more on the mindset uh, line, which is you have got to realize that online business now, tomorrow, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and in fact, this is true for any business, your success will always be uh, hinged upon your ability to get uncomfortable and put yourself in uncomfortable mm -hmm. situations. That's right. That's my <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, again, I, I think that people think it's pretty and it's cute and you get to take your kid to the beach in the middle of the day and, you know, go get photo shoots done with cute coffee mugs and mm -hmm. that's part of it. But if you actually want to make money, you have to get uncomfortable. You have to learn how to market yourself and sell and get on podcasts and talk about, you know, yourself for a little bit. Um, and once you get comfortable with those things, there's always a new level to be growing into, right? So for me, um, first it was the VA level, then it was the OBM level, then it was, okay, I have a big team. Then it was, oh my gosh, now I'm taking on mentoring clients and I'm responsible for helping them to create success. That I, f I feel great with all of those things now. And so my next, you know, new, exciting, scare sighting level of uncomfortability is I'm creating an online course right now, an online program. Mm -hmm. uh, but the thing is, if you want to keep growing, you just have to be willing to keep putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and learning. Yes. I love that. I have a client who shares it like where you have a decision every moment to either stay the same or expand. And the people that are staying the same are not going to feel the ultimate joy of living life on purpose. Mm. It comes when you expand and you do the hard things and you take risks and you make mistakes and get back up and keep mm. going. I mean, like, I don't think we are ever, ever, ever supposed to just stop. Yeah. If you've reached your goal, which you thought was your ultimate goal, it's time to set a new one and raise the bar because mm -hmm. we have to keep stepping into that bigger purpose. That's the only way that we are going to fully satisfy the life that we're given. Totally. And I think sometimes it changes. Like I don't think that oh, yeah. bar or those goals always have to be all about business. I think that um, what I've found to be true is it changes. And I personally, for myself, I only have so much mental space and mental capacity to give to something at one time. So there are seasons where, you know, I'm launching a new thing, right? That's what's going on right now. So this is really requiring a lot of bravery <laughs> on my part. Um, right now, a lot of that focus is going to my business. And then once that gets off the ground, a lot of that focus might go back into my personal life a little bit more. But I find that, well, I totally agree with you on the, we always need to be growing and changing and doing uncomfortable things. I don't think it always has to be in the realm of business, but it does have to be somewhere in your life. And business Absolutely. is just one little part of our lives. I definitely agree. And I think that it's 
such a good point because too many entrepreneurs that I hear, they work at having this successful business, uh, but their relationships are falling apart. Their health is, uh, is falling apart. They're, you know, that behind the scenes thing, like they look great, but if you get into the behind the scenes part, it's like, okay, what's going on over here? And while I also don't really believe there's ever a perfect balance, you do definitely have to mm. put that effort into different areas of your life that are needing it at that time. And I think that when you do that, um, you know, like a rotation, like wherever it's needed at the moment, it actually elevates all the other areas of your life as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So good. So good. Um, I also have here that you are sharing a freebie with us where done for you service providers that are listening or any other business owners that are maybe not done for you like me, but still love your message and how you teach can check it out. You have a free resource center. I do. I do. So I have what's called the VA OBM and social media manager free resource center. So these are a pack of four freebies. Two of them are specific to women that are just starting their businesses. And two of them are specific to women that are scaling those types of businesses. And these are just the exact steps that I took to grow my business, my OBM business to 10 K plus months consistently. Um, that will help you if you're either at the building starting standpoint or the scaling standpoint. Love so, it. They're great. I love that you have both too. I mean, so I, before we hit record on this podcast, we were talking about how I like to keep all my podcast episodes inspirational and actionable. So it's not just so much that you want to build a business like Sarah's or have that feeling of success that she has created in her business. Next is taking action and not expecting it that just because you listen to this episode, things are going to change. It's also mm. going to change because you're going to show up and take action, right? Mm-hmm. So ladies, check the show notes, follow Sarah. She is an amazing person to follow on Instagram. I, you're also on Facebook though, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, Instagram is my jam though. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And uh, all the links are noted below so you can check it out. Go tell Sarah hi. Let her know that you found her through the Nice Girl CEO podcast. And before we sign off, as always, Sarah, can you share just one actionable step that we can all take today or this week to move forward in a, you know, something that's easy but actionable? Yes, I sure can. Okay. So it's, it's a two-step process, this one. Okay. <laughs> so step one is get quiet with yourself, set a timer for two minutes or five minutes, and figure out what that thing is that you know you need to do in order to move the needle closer to where you want to go right now, whether that's in your business or in your personal life. There's always one thing that's on your mind, and you're like, ah, I really want to achieve this thing, create this thing, move towards this thing, but there's this one little thing that I'm afraid of doing that I'm not actually doing. So get quiet with yourself for long enough to figure out what that thing is and then go do it. What I can tell you is true from doing scary things every day in my business is one, they're usually not that scary. And two, it's okay to fail. So you can go do the scary thing and you can fail at the scary thing. And I promise you, it will be just as impactful in your business and your life if you fail as if you succeeded. Because what you're doing is you're starting to get yourself in the habit of doing scary things. And you're realizing that when you do scary things and they don't work out, it's fine. <laughs> That's like yes. entrepreneurship 101. Go fail a bunch, fail fast and keep going. It's no big deal. Fail fast and fail forward. That's one of my things to say. I'm a Virgo. So perfectionism is like 
in my stars, so to speak. And I've had to let that go. And it's, you know, I went through like being perfectionist my whole life and then to going on the very opposite uh, end of the spectrum where I was like, eh, through it all. And Whatever. Like, okay, wait, wait a minute, Lisa, like get somewhere in the middle, give yourself <laughs> grace, but you know, like stay on top of things. <laughs> and it I is, you find that. that balance and the clarity through the action that you take. So great advice, take action, uh, follow Sarah, say hi, let us know what has helped you from listening to this episode and go out there and make a difference in the world. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really enjoyed it, I'd love for you to write a review and share it. Also be sure to connect with me in my Facebook group, Social Impact Squad, and follow me on Instagram at NiceGirlCEO. Hope you have an awesome day. Go take action in reaching your goals, and I'll see you next time.